I already feel like this is for me. This is happening for me. It's not happening to me. I'm not a victim here. This is going to, I'm going to be better on the other side of this. Wait, 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 wait. Let me catch you up. Hey friend, I have a quick question for you. How are you being brave with your life today? <laughs> that is the question, my friend. Welcome to Iterate with Ashley. This one's for the leaders, for the rebels, the trailblazers, the ones who aren't afraid to get a little dangerous. Because your badassery, it's required. No one told you that to push teams, companies, and humanity forward to claim your version of the dream life and to make epic comebacks after every how the hell did I get here moment you'd have to summon your inner badass. We're going to talk about falling, rising, and winning it all and help you answer the question, what do I do next? So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Ashley Morgan. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friend. Happy day. I'm so excited. I'm going to be honest, I do not know what episode this is. Is this 30, 31? Maybe it's 31. <laughs> I think it's 31. I'm thrilled because after days of smoke and really unhealthy air quality, it's significantly improving in Seattle today. It's actually raining this evening, which I mean, it's that's it's so good. It's so good that we're getting this rain because we need it. And when I say we need it, we have like, I don't know, five or six kind of wildfire situations happening in the state of Washington right now. So it's super helpful that God decided to send in some rain. So we are grateful and we are appreciative for that. I hope you have had an amazing day. I spent the day with two of my favorite humans, my niece and my nephew. I swear, Tata, uh, my brother-in-law, is from Kenya. And so in uh, Swahili, Kikuyu, aunt is Tata. So I love being there, Tata. It truly is like, man, one of my top most favorite roles to play in the world. They just have my whole little hearts, those two do. So spent the day with them and helped my sister out. And uh, so I, I had a good day. And so anyhow, I hope you had a good day too, that you got to love on your humans and do work that was significant and meaningful for you. We are going to chat today about a post I shared on Instagram and the thought was just so good and it was so juicy and it was so, ah, like it just felt good to share. And so I hope it blesses you as much as it blesses me, just the thought of it and just, oh man, it just blessed me to share it, just to reflect. And so I'm going to read the post to you in just a hot second. And, and it's just, it's really all about training camp. <laughs> training camp, you might be wondering what that is. Yes, we are uh, it, headed into football season, which is so thrilling for me as a football fan. Really, it, the post was about how... I love noticing, truly, I love noticing 
how earlier stages of my life were training camp for where I am now. And in the post on Instagram, I go through three different scenarios where I went through something terrible and something awful and it just prepared me for what was going to come later. And in hindsight, I can look at it with so much appreciation and so much gratitude. And so I I just appreciate it so deeply when I can notice, okay, I'm ready for this thing. I'm 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 man, like it's such a oh, it's such a good feeling to know in in your bones to know deep at the core of who you are that you have what it takes to meet the moment in front of you. I want that for you so badly. Truly, deeply. I want you to approach whatever is occurring in your life from the mindset and from the perspective of, yeah, this might be hard. This might be challenging. This might be uncomfortable. Might have a little road rash. Might have bruised knees. Might have low energy. Might be hobbling off the field. But I'm going to come back and I've got what it takes and I was made for this and I've been preparing for this and I have motherfucking got this. Like, I want that for you so badly. So, We're going to chat about that today, and uh, specifically, I'm going to share what the difference was between the wrongful termination of 2012 and getting laid off in 2020. I'm going to share that story with you and just compare some differences and uh, just, man, I, 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 I just feel so deeply that we are more prepared than we give ourselves credit for and and truly more skilled and equipped and resources to handle what's in front of us. It's only a matter of finding the story, finding the narrative, finding the set of glasses that has the right lens for us to be powerful wherever we are at. So can't wait to dig in to that with you, my friend. And as we're jumping in, I do want to extend an offer to you to join me in my one-on-one coaching container. I help you, the leader, the subject matter expert, build mental and emotional resilience so that you can turn life's what-the-fuck moments into pop the champagne because we made it. (laughs) That is what I do. And yeah, some of the WTF moments are big. They are death. They are divorce. They are diagnosis. They are layoffs. They are terminations. They are big public failures. They are massive undertakings. And sometimes your WTF moment is going to negotiate for pay and getting turned down or, you know, going to raise your hand for a new job opportunity, getting turned down or putting yourself back out there on the dating market and being rejected or breaking up with a friend who you thought was going to be in your life forever. So they come in all shapes and all sizes. And either way, they're just things in life that occur that leave you thinking, what? What even is this? (laughs) And you're challenged with the question of what do I do now? What do I do next? Where do I go from here? 
I help you answer that question. And understanding this, 95 to 98% of the decisions we make on a day-to-day basis are unconscious. They have everything to do with what is going on under the surface. And so I, as your spotter, just like a spotter in the gym, I help you build the mental and emotional fitness so that you can go out and be making decisions more aligned with you getting your version of the dream life, you cultivating a massive comeback and creating a massive comeback, you feeling more confident, you doing all the things. So hit me up on Instagram at Ashley Morgan Live. You can drop down into the show notes and find a link there to reach out to me. I have six months and nine month containers available currently at the recording of this. We're at the end of August, close to the end of August. And so yes, I would love to work with you. Hit me up. So jumping into the focus of today's episode, training camp. So what got me thinking about this is I am coming up on what would have been my 15-year wedding anniversary. And don't you worry, friend. I've got a super special podcast for that day. I'm super excited to share that one with you, truly. Uh, It would have been my 15th wedding anniversary, so it's got me in this kind of reflective mood. And so, of course, that means going back and just looking over the timeline of my life. And what I started to notice as I was looking at the last 15 years is how much I, I experienced one thing, and that one thing prepared me for the next thing. So in the post I shared on Instagram, I gave some examples. And one of the examples was in 2017, supporting my dad with terminal cancer. It trained me for supporting his sister cousin with terminal cancer in 2020. So my dad was an only child, and he had a cousin, a first cousin, who he grew up with. She was a couple years older than he was, and they grew up more like brother and sister than cousins, and he called her sis. And to this day, on my dad's side of the family, that is our closest family. That was our closest family. And they relied on one another greatly. They loved each other deeply. And when we took care of him, she was right there by our side day in and day out supporting us just like you would expect from a sibling. And a few years later, when she was having her own battle with terminal cancer, my family, even though my dad was gone, he had transitioned to heaven already, we showed up for her the way that he would have showed up for her. We were there by her side, literally, until, like, almost until the end. We literally spent the night with her the night before she transitioned to heaven and had been actively nurturing and caretaking her, doing caretaking things for her as she transitioned, as she left this earthly kind of realm. And we were prepared for that. My family was prepared to do that. And we did it with such love. And we were able to do it from just this place of we feel grateful for being able to show up for you in this moment. And here's the thing. What prepared us to do that is taking care of my dad as he battled liver cancer and the process that he went through and the whole experience and everything that we navigated during that time. It gave us the skills to navigate 2020. So when I looked back, it was like, man, I love noticing that it was training camp. 
2017 was training camp and I didn't realize it at the time. It was just like, okay, how the hell are we going to get through this? We got to do what we got to do. But then on the other side, when you're in a new challenge, you're seeing, oh, okay, I know what to do here. And I know what to do here because I've already done here. I've done it before. I've kind of been here. I got this. I got this. And so you approach the circumstance from a different energy, from an energy of inevitability. And when I talk about inevitability, it's just that certainty. It's that conviction. It is that knowing that you can handle the thing that's in front of you because you've done it before. And you're so clear about that. Uh, In the post, I also shared about 2012, the wrongful termination and how it trained me for being laid off in 2020. And I'm going to sit in here for just a hot sec. So I've talked a lot about this on the podcast and you're going to hear me talk about it a lot more. You're welcome. Because truly, there are just so many lessons that can be learned when you... take basically a professional hiatus for three years and leave about $400,000. Actually, it's it's well over $400,000 of earnings on the table over about three and a half years or two and a half, three years because you, you, you put yourself in hiding. And so there's so many lessons to be learned from that. One of the big ones, the difference between what happened in 2012 and what happened in 2020 here, here's what I can say. And I looked back at some text messages as I was going through to pr- kind of prepare mentally for this post. Still no notes, by the way. We didn't type a single note for today's episode. <laughs> Again, always grateful that I can stand flat-footed, sit my ass in a chair and hit record and say one take and we got things to say. So I go back and look at some text messages from 2020, and I am just shocked and amazed at how quickly I was able to feel the pain, the initial shock and pain, like the ding to the ego of getting laid off. So just to to kind of rewind here, April of 2019, I'm in Las Vegas with two of my best friends, and I'm accepting a Chairman's Club Award with my company. I'm not my I just taken my team to number two in the world out of over 300 divisions in over 30 countries. So I'm successful. By all accounts, I'm successful. I get a $10,000 bonus. I use that bonus to take my mom and my sisters on a trip to Maui. And it's amazing. And it's it's fantastic. And I'm, we're celebrating. We're celebrating because we're, we're just, you know, I crushed it. And I'm excited. And it's it's fantastic. Literally one year later, I share a post on Instagram and Facebook. And it's it's April 20, I don't know, like 22nd, 20, maybe 21st. Anyway, I don't remember the exact date. I share this post and it says, pandemic or not, job security is a myth. And gosh, if, if I had been thinking, I would have gone and found the post so that I could read a little bit of it to you. But it's it's on the, the interwebs. It's on the Facebooks and the, and, and the Instagrams if you want to go and find it. And basically, it just says, like, pandemic or not, job security is a myth. We, we have been conditioned to believe that these companies and these organizations are going to take care of us. They are not. We have to trust in something else. we got to trust in ourselves. we got to trust in our skills. we got to, you know, I give all this advice for people. 24 hours later, I'm laid off. And that is one year from walking across a Las Vegas ballroom stage at the Wynn Hotel and accepting a prestigious award literally a week, you know, a year later. And so 
it's a big freaking haha. <laughs> so I go back and look at text message from text messages from that day and instantly what I notice is how quickly I am metabolizing the uncomfortable emotions. Because let's be real, you're like, how am I kicked off the pedestal so quickly? How am I kicked off? The, how am I kicked off the 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 ship, right? And and of course, like I weeks prior to this, my boss had said, Ash, you're a life raft person. You're the kind of person we fight to save. And I'm like, okay, but even still, I know it's. I know it's it's a business decision. We'd already done multiple rounds of layoffs. I had had to lay off people on my team, someone who had been a problem for me in particular, and I wasn't really sad to see her go, quite frankly. And so I knew that layoffs were happening and, and they were coming and, and all of that. And so it wasn't a big shocker. Still a little bit of a ding to the ego because you're like, oh my God, I'm I'm amazing. What? What even is this? And so that day, though, pretty quickly, I'm already turning it around. And every conversation I had via text, it was like, yeah, this is kind of crazy and it's kind of wild, but I'm not concerned. This is turning out. I already feel like this is for me. This is happening for me. It's not happening to me. I'm not a victim here. This is going to, I'm going to be better on the other side of this. That was my immediate reaction. And I literally popped the champagne. I I handled what I needed to handle. You know, when you get laid off, there's like paperwork and stuff that you got to do that's emailed over. I made sure that came through with details on my severance and benefits and all that jazz. I got multiple calls from multiple people that I worked with, colleagues who were shocked and frustrated and angry and disappointed. So I talked to some folks and I did some things. I took my dog out for a little walk. We took Jaxie out and then we had some champagne and we laid on the couch and took a nap. <laughs> we put on an old episode of Grey's Anatomy and we fucking relaxed and I chilled and I metabolized the painful emotions so quickly, like so quickly. And I never once felt like I did something wrong. I did something bad. I am a problem. Like it meant absolutely nothing about Ashley. There was no identity crisis. There was no nothing. It was just like, all right, God, let's roll. Where are we going from here? It was a very, very, very different experience than what I had in 2012 which was a lot of pain, a lot of angst, a big ass identity crisis. Who am I without this job? It was a lot of God, what what did I do to deserve this? Like what's wrong with me? So much pain, so much disappointment because you have this expectation that the job is going to turn out in this specific way. You know, I had been recruited to that company, heavily recruited to the company youngest manager in a company, only black woman in the state of Washington. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to make my freaking mark. I know who I am. I know how I roll. I know what I do. At that point in my career, I had gotten, I don't know, five or six promotions over like nine years. I knew what I could do. I knew my ability to go out and get results. And I thought, I'm going to slay. We're going to make a name for ourselves. All of that crashed and burned. Okay. Crashed and freaking burned. And so 
The expectations were so different. They were so much higher. The disappointment was massive. The pain was massive. Even though I had done nothing wrong, the shame was massive. It was so hard to get beyond. It took a long time, literally years, as I have mentioned, to metabolize all of the discomfort and all of the emotion, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, the frustration, the shame, the just all of it. Just that, you know, like I'm going to bed at night, like trying to reconcile what, like, how did I get here? God, what happened? Where did I go wrong? How did I screw this up? Like, and I, it was so internal and sure, I recognize that the company, and of course I can see this now in hindsight. In hindsight, it's like this beautiful lesson. And it's like, ooh, that was so good. I'm so grateful for that. I wasn't really able to access any of this in the moment, best believe. But I can see it now, thankfully. And so I'm like in this moment, and I recognize that the company did something wrong. And they were discriminatory. And I was a victim of scapegoating and gaslighting and racism like that. Those details are fundamentally true. And also, I recognize that my own insecurities and my own projections and my own woundings had also been intermingled and intertwined with what occurred. And as a result of that, I made getting termed from the job mean a lot of things about me and my identity and my personhood and my goodness and my worthiness that just were not true. They just weren't true. And so I was complicit in that way with the suffering. And so I don't shame myself for it. I don't blame myself for it because what I understand is that a lot of that was happening outside of conscious awareness. The wonderful thing is that I can see it now. I can recognize it now. And hello, I'm still really freaking young. I have lived beyond that moment. I've had so many peak moments beyond 2012. I'm continuing to have amazing life experiences. I know that my life gets to be good. I've taken the lessons. I've taken the wisdom. I have moved. I've moved on like it occurred. And I'm not angry about it like I thought about I I barely even remember I I can't even say I barely remember her name I would have to actually go and look for legal paperwork to go and and find this woman's name because I, I don't have a single shred of animosity or anger or resentment towards her because I understand and I recognize that she was unwell she was not okay to lie about someone in the way that she did and to do the things that she did like baby girl I hope you got help I hope you are not still in a place of emotional pain and suffering I hope she's okay honestly so you know I and and I can I can I can experience that and be in that place now it took it took a long time getting there and so that's what I when I say that I want you to be able to metabolize uncomfortable emotions and process it faster and move through it faster I want that for you I want you to have me in 2020 and have that response in in literally by by the end of the first day yes it was still kind of shocking And yes, it felt a little bit like a blow to the ego. And also, 
every person that I text, I was like, I'm not even concerned. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to have some wine today. I'm going to have some bubbles and I'm going to relax and I'm going to worry about what happens next later. And I'm just going to chill because I trust that this is happening for me. And I trust that this is all going to be fine. And it's all been fine. Three years later, it's been better than fucking fine. (laughs) And so I moved through it so much faster. My confidence didn't take a blow. I I did like a blowtorch didn't disintegrate my confidence like it did the first time. I didn't spend three years in some sort of, you know, emotionally distraught state. And so I want you to have that kind of speed and that kind of experience when it comes to facing challenges and difficulties and obstacles in your life. I want you to have that level of a mental and emotional resilience. That's truly deeply what I want for you. And that is the intention behind absolutely everything that I do. And so I shared that in the Instagram post. And then I also shared, you know, in 2014, I I exited a high demand religious organization. It was toxic as fuck. Did not start out that way, as most abusive relationships do not. Uh, And it grew into that over time, right? It, It progressively, there were more and more red flags. We stayed, we stayed, we stayed. And then eventually, you know, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We got out. Okay. And Exiting that after 12 years of investment there prepared me for exiting my 15-year relationship with my ex-husband and the nine-year marriage, you know, because that's all. It's, it's a lot of intermingled beliefs. It's a lot of intermingled life. If you understand anything about ch- church culture, like I wasn't just like going to church on Sunday, you know, sitting in the back row. I was like a part of church leadership and it was progressively more committed progressively deeper and deeper engagement the longer I stayed and so what that meant is you know I was there on Sunday and Thursday and Saturday morning for 5 30 a.m prayer and I was mentoring people and teaching Christian education and a part of the administrative team and planning events and a part of the women's department and leading intercessory prayer and all of these things because what happens often in organizations that are like this high demand wildly aggressive religious organizations is that they see people who are skilled and see people who are qualified and see people who have use and value and they extract you know that's what abusers do they extract in others what they need and they do so in an emotionally spiritually physically manipulative way and so That's what occurred. And of course, in this scenario, we used the Bible and religious doctrine as the filter and the backdrop and all of that. And this is not a podcast episode about that. We'll talk about that some other time. Uh, And, you know, here's what I will say, though. I thought in leaving that, I was going to lose God. And thankfully, I feel just such a deep level of gratitude in that. Um, I didn't, I didn't. It, it, our relationship morphed. Our, my relationship with God transformed in such a beautiful and incredible way, in such a way where it is, I am stronger and more certain of and more convicted in my faith now than when I ever was, than when I was ever doing all the things that I was doing. 
I, I believe God more. I trust God more. I, 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 I understand God more. We have a more loving relationship now than we ever did then. It's not one that's based on fear and shame and guilt and do this or else. Like it's just, it's wildly transformed. And so if you're someone who's listening to this and you're like, man, I'm in a complicated relationship with faith right now and spirituality and God and church and all the things, just know there is another side. There is a side that you get to where yeah, you're still going to have questions about God. (laughs) I got a long list of questions for God that are yet answered. And also, God is big enough for my questions. And I, I heard something this week in a group therapy session. And the practitioner said, we don't have beliefs, we do believing. And man, that just dropped in like a gut punch for me because it occurred to me that we have hands, we have feet, we have hair, we have ears, we have eyes, we have those things. We can, like, those are things you can hold. And then we have beliefs. Wait, no, we don't have beliefs because beliefs are fluid. Sometimes you believe something and sometimes you don't. And what made me realize that is when I started looking at it through the lens of self-belief, you can have a super strong belief in self like I did. I had nine years of belief, nine years of results, nine years of confidence, nine years of certainty. Something horrific happened through the trauma of racism and wrongful termination, gaslighting and scapegoating all the things, stopped believing and then now questioned everything and now like it's so it's it's this it it caused me to recognize belief is fluid it's this thing that moves it's actually this thing that we do it's dynamic it's not stationary or static it's not something that you have and you hold and it's just done and so you can allow your religious beliefs just like anything to be dynamic and actually not just allow they just are they just freaking are and one day I will record a podcast for you on that and if you're like okay I would like to hear more of your thoughts on that uh or you have questions feel free again to hit me up on IG at Ashley Morgan live would be happy to discuss this further with you just what kind of this process has been like specifically around just kind of deconstructing old religious ideology and all of that good stuff. So uh, I hope that today's podcast episode um, just met you where you were at, really penetrated deeply for you and is of use and of value. I expect that it is. And uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening. And I'm excited, excited for just continuing this conversation with you about resilience mentally and emotionally and how we can not just increase our capacity and increase our strength and increase our ability to like grin and bear it, but truly move through pain and move through discomfort and move through suffering faster so that we can go out confidently and just move on with our lives and move into states of happiness and pleasure and peace and joy because you got one life babe you have one life and it should be man I'm not big on shoulds and I'm not big on rules but man with this one single precious life 
it ought to be amazing, truly. So I hope yours is. And thank you for being on this journey with me. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It was amazing to spend this time with you. I expect that you got what you needed and that you found something I shared today both enjoyable and useful. If you find yourself with any questions for me, feel free to drop down into the show notes, click on the link for my Instagram and send me a DM. And if you'd like to work together, feel free to do the same. I would love to share more details on how I can support you as you increase your power, your confidence, and your resilience, and turn the dial down on fear, imposter syndrome, and self-doubt. If you would like to support the podcast, subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with a friend, or better yet, screenshot, share to your stories, and tag me in it so I can shout you out publicly. I appreciate all of your help and your support growing this conversation and growing this community. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode.